drop those limiting beliefs and unlock your full potential. Soak up game as we interview the biggest badasses in business today. You're now tuned into the Start a Business Mind Your Own Podcast with your host, No Code Dan. Before we do this, like, um, <laughs> well, I, I'll ask you after you ask me questions. It's cool. Let's just go. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, li- I like to be spontaneous, man. So, you know. Cool. Well, Big Ben, well, uh, just before we get started, uh, same thing I was telling Troy, uh, my podcast is called Start a Business, Mind Your Own. Mm-hmm. We're just uh, talking to a bunch of different people, you know, all walks of life, all uh, industries, just about, uh, you know, making their passion, their profession and listening to their gut and not letting nobody distract them or tell them any differently. Now, after you are done with your interview portion, am I free to ask you questions? Absolutely. By all means. All right, then we're going to build. We're going to have a good little time. Cool, cool. Big bet. Appreciate that. Big bet. I like that. All right. Well, let's get started. Mm -hmm. Uh, To start off, uh, just appreciate you uh, giving me a little bit of your time. Appreciate you stopping by. And uh, how you doing today, man? Hey, man, I'm cooling. Um, I actually just got finished recording a really dope verse. Um, I'm really proud of it. And proud of it mainly because I wrote the shit in like 20, 30 minutes. And um, I wasn't really even trying to write it. I was just kind of vibing. Awesome. Right, right. Just caught the vibe. Yep. Right. That was uh, actually something I was going to ask you a little later, but we can kind of segue into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your writing style. How do you, uh, the, how's the normal process for a Blind Fury verse? How does that come about? And do you find like your tracks just come to you pretty quickly or does that take some time, a few days? Um, you got to kind of simmer on them? Um, Honestly, it varies, man. Like, there's lots of different processes I go through when it comes to writing a verse. Most of right. them, most of them involve lots of lavender and lots of Kush, lots of weed. Right, and, right, absolutely. Most times, what I will do is um, I'll listen to the beat that I'm supposed to write to once, right? Okay. And then I won't play it again. I'll just kind of get the idea, like how it, the tempo, like how it's gonna, you know, map out or whatever. Right. And um, then what happens typically is there's a huge tub that's full of scalding hot lavender water, right? Okay. And um, it's very quiet. There's no lights on. There's no electronics really playing. It's just very quiet. And um, I'll sit there for a while, and occasionally I'll pick up the phone, and I might put something in, like, the notes, you know, because I have an iPhone. So um, right. I might use, you know, notes and dictate that way. Or what I found a lot of times more recently is that I will – memorize it bar for bar like i might you know come up with four bars real quick and then Mm -hmm. go over those four bars until i have those memorized and then um go forward with the next four and so on and so forth now this particular verse that i recorded today i don't even know how it came like i was chilling and um my man t keith or troy like he was uh talking some business with a guy that's going to be printing up a lot of our merch Make sure you mm-hmm. check out blindfreemerch.com. Um, Absolutely. And, we'll be sure to tag that. And I was just kind of in the corner of the studio on my phone, and I was texting this lady I talked to and um, writing the verse in the notes app. And so, like, in my head, I'm like, all right. And I'm going over these bars, and I'm going over these bars. And I had already told Troy, like, beforehand, I was like, look, this is not going to be one of those one-take verses where we just get in and out. This right. is going to take work. And it did. But – that's probably the first time I've written a verse like that in a long time. 
Awesome. So it really inspired you, really caught the the lightning in the bottle, so to speak. So to speak, yeah. I heard the beat once and didn't play it no more. Like I tell you, I'll only listen to like and Troy will tell you, I hate hearing the beat more than once. Like oh wow. Play it one time and don't play it no more. I don't want to hear it. Right, right. It. No, oh, because it's crazy. Well, see, here's the problem. And Troy could tell you this from personal experience. You don't want to play me beats without me being in front of a microphone because I'll rap you some of the most classic shit. And then we'll both sit here mad at each other like, damn, we didn't record none of that. It's fucked up. Right, right. We didn't get it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, so man. He don't, he don't play me beats no more. Right. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a crazy uh, crazy process. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, you know, building the uh, few bars at a time. Like, the, it reminds me of Jay-Z's process a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really awesome just to hear how you, uh, especially get in the zone as far as, you know, the lavender and everything. So that's we'll see. And the and the last thing I'll say to you about the lavender is it teaches you discipline because my goal, it can be hot as fuck in there, right? Right. I'm not going to leave out of here until I have accomplished what I set to do. Mm, okay. And it's I really like going to get hot. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, so even more motivation. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we'll move changing direction just a little bit. Uh, you and you and Troy, you know, mm-hmm. T. Keith. I see you know y'all linked up doing a lot of things together. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the relationship there, like as far as your business relationship? Is that uh, is he your manager? Or are y'all linking up doing a business together, like partners? Um, we're partners, man. I'm gonna tell you what. Like, I don't have a manager, and I don't want to necessarily be managed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I like to work at my own pace and put out the product that I feel you know, in my soul, like that'll work. And as far as me and Troy go, like I've known Troy for six years and it happened over a flyer. Like, um, you know, Troy was really big into promoting local music, you know, and the scene and whatnot. And I was, I was performing one night at a show and Troy had made just a regular independent flyer. He wasn't really posting it nowhere, but on blue app or Facebook, whatever you want to call it. Um, and Troy had made me look like sort of the headliner the way that he printed it, you know what I'm saying? And mainly it was because, well, I'm from where they were performing, right? And okay, right. the out-of-town headliner got really upset about it, called the promoter and was like, yo, if uh, your man don't take that flyer down, I'm not going to come to the venue and perform. And so then I got in touch with Troy's wife, who has since become the greatest friend I've ever had. And I told her, I said, look, you tell Troy that if he takes that flyer down, I'm not performing. I'm not doing it. She said, you're serious. I said, fuck that shit. I don't need it. Like, I appreciate what he did. You know what I'm saying? And ever since then, like, we linked up and, like, Troy's one of the coolest people in the world. Like, you, but see, you got to get to know him, though, because at first you'd swear he don't like you. Like, (laughs) Troy puts off this weird vibe sometimes when he first gets to know people. Like, he don't, yeah, Troy's funny, man. That's my man, though. Right, most. I've had people come to me before and be like, I don't think your homeboy likes me. I'd be like, no, that's just Troy, man. Like, he just don't talk a lot. Right, right. Some people you just got to kind of warm up to a little bit. I completely Mm -hmm. understand. Yeah. And as far as y'all collaborating and working together, are y'all trying to do like any label business together, like starting your own label or? Well, we've started a label here. It's called 3NT. And 3 being uh, backwards, you know, like entertainment, you know, the ENT, you know what I'm saying? Right. And three also being what I've also uh, what I've always referred to me and Troy and his wife as like we've always been three. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you see one, you probably see the other two. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. Everywhere. Traveling in a pack. So, 
so three has just been a thing for a very long time. And then we just kind of incorporated it into, you know, a label situation. And, you know, I signed myself, I put out what I want to put out. Like, I don't have anybody telling me you can't do this. You can't say that. Like, well, within reason, you know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. Right. And that kind of, uh, kind of leads me to another question as well is uh, you're doing your own thing now independently, mm -hmm. obviously. Right. Have you, have you had the major label deal? Have you had to go through that process? Here's the thing about major labels, man. Um, they take away all of your independence and all of right. your creativity. And my problem, even outside of music, is that I'm a free spirit. Like, I come and I go as I please, and I do as I please. You know what I'm saying? And they would like to develop you. You know what I'm saying? They would like to give you a gimmick a lot of times, you know, and make you follow a caricature, if you will. Right, not a right, character, yeah. but a caricature. Caricature. You yeah, it's kind of kind of reminds me not to cut you off, but uh, wrestling and Vince McMahon kind of. Right. But I got the gimmick for you. I want you to follow mm -hmm. this. That whole story. Well, I'll give you a story real quick. Um, my very first week on 106 and Park, I met Puffy. Right. Right. Okay. And, you know, it was a very brief interaction that I had with Puffy, and you know, like my management talked to him a lot more than I did. But Puffy said to me, he was like, "Yo." What you really should do is you should get out there and you should tell the world how you had to overcome bullying and you had to overcome this and you had to overcome. And I really had to look at Puffy for a minute like, but I didn't. And right. at the end of the day, I got to go back home where people actually know me. You know what I'm saying? And I can't expect back home to support me. And they'd be like, yo, but you're lying. None of that shit happened to you. Like, Yeah, 100. I was fortunate. Like, see... I was I was fortunate in the sense that like the people I went to kindergarten with, right, mm -hmm. are the same people that I graduated high school with. I grew up in a very small town, right? And okay. by the time they realized that being blind was different, they had already been comfortable enough with me to where they weren't really afraid of what they didn't understand. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I never got bullied. I can't now I'm not gonna say that bullying doesn't exist. I'm just gonna say it never happened to me. Right. That's not your experience. Right. It's not my experience. So I can't tell you a story, you know, and a lot of record labels at the time, like when I got off 106, there was a lot of labels that approached me and wanted me to do this or do that or do. And I was like, but I'm not that person. Like, you can't make me be something I'm not. I'm just no, I can't do that. Right. No, I completely understand. Mm -hmm. OK, going back to the, the label situation. So mm -hmm. you're doing your own thing and right. you're independently putting out your own music. Right. What's your strategy look like so far with that? Are you stuck in kind of the old way the labels worked and the system worked? Are you trying to make full-length albums, 18 songs plus, you know, the old format? Or are you doing shorter albums, EPs, a slew of singles? What's kind of your strategy you're thinking? I'm going to tell you something. The same way that my personality is, is the same <laughs> way my strategy is. It's very sporadic. Like, okay. so there really isn't an organized strategy as much as it is just let's put out material. Like, because with the internet being the way it is, like you don't have to wait on radio to play your shit. You don't got to press up hard copies. You don't got to do everything that you had to do way back then. You know what I'm saying? Right. 100%. Now, now I can just come here to my studio, record a song, you know, get an album cover designed for it and put the shit out the next week. You feel me? <laughs> right. Um, I did release an album Back earlier in the year, it's called Ferda. Well, it's more of an EP. It's not really an album. But, um, and it's got a lot of really dope material on it. Um, it tells a really dope story just as far as where I was at when I was recording it. Um, and life's a lot different for me now. Like, I can't necessarily say that 
I have enough of a concept to put out a full length album at this point because I'm all over the place. Like I'm just everywhere lately. Right. I can understand that. A lot of different emotions, a lot of different feelings. And, you know, mm -hmm. we, we grow, might not be in the same place. So I can definitely understand that. Yeah. Uh, st staying with that, uh, three entertainment for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that, you know, you're the main artist. They, you know, you signed yourself and you're the main product. Do you ever see yourself kind of doing more of an executive role in signing artists? Um, when 3NT does get to a place where 3NT will sign other artists, I probably will not be performing as much as an artist. Like, I will probably take on more of an executive role, like, or doing something else, you know, within that realm, but just not, you know what I'm saying? Right, kind of move into the, to the backstage or, you know, behind the scenes. Right. So, you know, because the thing is, Nobody plans to rap forever. And there are many other avenues that I want to go down and, and experiment with. And, you know, lots of things I'd like to try out, you know, and see what works and what doesn't. And so now see, the reason that I say for 3NT to sign another artist would mean that I could, I would not be performing necessarily as an artist is simply because three is three, you know what I'm saying? And I could not, you know what I'm saying? It, the numbers don't work out right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I'm really into this sense. whole three shit. We promote other artists all day long. You know what I'm saying? And we'll help you get where you got to go. Like I'm, I'm down to work with other artists and all that shit, but right. with all the time and all the energy and all the resources it takes to do this thing on your own and really take it from the ground without any help. Like there's just not enough time in the day at this point. Oh yeah. I could totally understand that. And then to, to talk to that a little bit, you're on a lot of content platforms. You're on your know, Facebook, YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, I see you everywhere. Uh, Facebook, over 200,000 uh, followers, fans, mm -hmm. likes, whatever you want to call it. YouTube, over 100,000 fans. How do you go about building these large followings, especially on digital? Dude, I keep it real with you. Um, a lot of that started building way before, like as far as like the Facebook and like that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I came into it with a great deal of that because I'd had an internet presence shortly after 106, you know, like with Twitter and this and that and the third. So like right. a lot of that base was already there. And then just as we started doing shit more organically, like um, when the pandemic hit, you know, me and T. Keith just kind of started putting cameras and shit to what we were doing already. You know what I'm saying? And right. people just shared it, you know, and it's really an organic kind of, it's a grassroots movement for real. Awesome. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads me to my next thought is I see you and T Keith and y'all doing a whole lot of, you know, the live streaming and content sharing. Mm -hmm. Do you see that as like, <clears throat> sorry, do you see it as like the next wave? Is that like where you kind of could go on? Like, do you ever see yourself becoming more of a content creator or like a live streamer perhaps? Man. I honestly just see myself being free to move about, man, and and put out the content that I feel is worthy of being published. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know necessarily that I would classify myself as a content creator or as an artist as much as I just classify myself as me. Awesome. Now, I do enjoy the interaction that I get, you know what I'm saying, from the fans when we do the live stream, you know what I'm saying? And we get to read their comments and... um you know, people call in on Thursday nights, you know, we got the uh, line hooked up. So 
you right. know, people call. And it's really dope to be able to just reach out and talk to people. Right. Get that it's live awesome. feedback. Yeah, man. It's Touch awesome. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really awesome. Uh, speaking of which, which is probably your favorite platform to build on right now? You know, I don't know, but I, I would say YouTube because it has more of a reach. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and we've built a community there, you know, of some real solid people, you know what I'm saying, who are absolutely some of the greatest people. I mean, but like with everything, you know, there's good and bad and everything. But like, I do really say that the YouTube has brought more growth and reach. Awesome. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you heard about the platform uh, Clubhouse yet? Yo, I've been trying to get invited to Clubhouse for so long. After this, I got mm-hmm. you. I got three invites waiting. Word. Word. I got you. You know, because Joe Budden, who is one of my favorite all-time personalities in the world, is on Clubhouse. He's always promoting Clubhouse. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's killing it on there. He's. Mm -hmm. I've always been a huge fan since the, you know, Mood Music series way back. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big fan. And uh, so, yeah, I I think you could kill on there. There's a lot of different, you know, just... uh, industry talks people getting in mm-hmm. like that but there's a lot of collaborations a lot of people just talking kicking it with the fans freestyling maybe debuting new music mm-hmm. and it's just all audio it's all organic it's kind of like uh like a chat room but right. just we're all just talking no typing mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've i've heard you know like i say i hear joe talk about it a lot you know yeah yeah i think it'd be uh, a strong platform for you i could see you really making some waves on there mm-hmm. and uh kind of pivoting off here, but just, you know, I saw we connected a little bit with the the Joe Budden and the Moo music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also a big fan, a big listener of Tech Nine. And right. I, one of the, uh, my favorite verses from you was on the Tech Nine album, uh, All Sixes and Sevens, mm-hmm. track called So Lonely. Right. And uh, I was wondering if you could speak to that, just how that came about. Did like his team reach out or did he reach out? And was the track kind of complete, just had a slot for you? Or how did that kind of come out? All right. So the weirdest thing happened um, at the time. I was really big on Twitter. This was around 2011 or so. Okay. Um, Twitter had just come about. I don't have a Twitter anymore because something happened, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I was really big into Twitter and like, you know, Chris Calico followed me and, and Big Scoob followed me and whatnot because I was always mm-hmm. out and take out on 106 and Park. Well, okay. at the time I was coming back from New York for something and I was riding on an Amtrak train. I had not even flown back. I was riding Amtrak. Right. And um, I got a call on my phone and it was some number I didn't recognize. And I picked up the phone and um, this deep ass voice was like, yo, is this blind fury? I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck are you. And he was like, yo, this is Chris Calico from Strange Music, man. Yo, what's up? And um, I was like, you're bullshitting. And he was like, no, nah, it's really Chris. Um, Tech is interested in doing a song with you. He wants to know um, where he can send a track to. And he was like. And the only reason I'm calling you is because I've got your, you know, info from DMs and shit on Twitter. You feel me? Right, so right. I end up going to the Huddle House with my mom. Huddle House is like a Waffle House. It's a local. Okay. Um, and I'm sitting down. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I get this email of the song and I check my email. And um, it's a beat like Tech has his verse on it and he's got the hook on it. It's not really mixed. And um. My cousin called me the next morning. He was like, yo, man, I need you to come to my house and help me with these cabinets. And I was like, you want me to help you what? He's like, well, I'm putting cabinets in my kitchen and I need you to come and hold them up while I, <laughs> you know, put them in. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm trying to write this Tech Nine song. He's like, well, shit, I got speakers here at the house. We can put the song, the beat on. 
and you can write to it. I'm like, word. So I wrote my verse while helping my cousin with cabinets and then sent it back to him. Wow, that's an amazing story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how was his reaction to the verse? Did he say anything back? Um, he called me back and he was super excited about it. He was like, yo, uh, listen, if you got any tracks that you want me to get on, if you ever, you know, need anything, any type of help, yo, just hit us up. And um, I actually had been in talks with Strange for a while uh, about getting a deal, but it didn't work out that way. Mm, hate to hear that. No, it's all good. Right. Okay, so another thing uh, I was kind of wondering, just speaking back to the the COVID situation, that's mm-hmm. kind of like you said when you and Troy hooked up as far as you know getting the cameras, making the content, and all that came about. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID, was the touring and doing a lot of shows was that your main uh, income source, or was you already diversifying before then? And did COVID was that the start of you changing stuff up? Honestly, COVID probably changed up my source of income greatly. Um, I really wasn't doing a whole lot of shows pre-COVID. I was in a really dark place going down a really bad road. And um, I was going to shows and I was making music, but I wasn't necessarily in the place where I am now. And, um, you know, things were just a lot different. I feel like uh, it allowed me to really slow down and regroup and uh, change a lot of things. Okay. Right, that definitely makes sense. So... Moving forward, how do you uh, see, I, I know you're, like you said, you're very sporadic and things, you know, can change on a whim or new things can mm-hmm. pop up, but how do you kind of see your business forming? Do you see the music being the main, you know, provider as far as, you know, your revenue stream, or do you see merchandise playing a bigger role or maybe, you know, YouTube down the line as far as um, streaming uh, or um, revenue, however the ad shares work with all that? Well, you know, I'm trying to cover every avenue possible. I don't necessarily want to put all of my eggs in any one basket. You feel me? Right. So, I mean, whatever happens with music happens with music. Whatever happens with YouTube happens with YouTube. But, like, as long as I'm doing what I love and I love what I do, then at the end of the day, that's really all it's, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, the revenue is there and shit, you know what I'm saying? But I don't necessarily eat any different or live any different or behave any different than I ever did. You know what I'm saying? Like, because as quickly as we got it, it could go. Right. Right. Definitely. 100%. Okay. And then just looking back on as far as like your whole run in the industry, working for yourself, the whole, just being in the music game period, Mm -hmm. what's probably one of your favorite memories to look back on? Um, my birthday, 2015, I went to my very first Insane Clown Posse show ever. And okay. I got doused with lots of Fago and had the most amazing time that I don't remember pieces of to this day. But it was awesome. <laughs> though. Hell yeah. Definitely understand that. Been to a few of their shows in the early 2000s. Definitely mm-hmm. crazy party. Crazy oh, yeah. party. Definitely. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. And then um, just kind of uh finish up well one other question i wanted to before i uh, finished up and mm-hmm. that was uh i know you're definitely mc at heart and you know you may consider yourself an mc first but would you consider yourself an mc first or a musician first i'm a musician. i know you put i'm sorry I'm a musician way before i'm an mc bro like um mcing is a second nature rapping is a second nature to me um Rapping growing up was like a defense mechanism. Going back to me telling you earlier, I didn't experience bullying growing up. And mainly it was because I was very quick-witted and I was sharp with words. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
I knew how to come back with the comeback, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Right. So, like, but I played piano since I was three, and I've always loved music. Like, in my downtime, I don't listen to a lot of rap, and the rap I do listen to is thinking man's grown man music, like, you know what I'm saying? Right, 100%. Um, so, no, I'm a musician way before I'm a rapper. Awesome. And what all instruments can you play? I know you play a few, and what's your favorite? I play the piano. Um, it's therapeutic for me. I have one at my house, and there are many days that I just sit there for hours and play. Um, I secretly play the clarinet, um, and I can also play the drums. Nice, nice. It's a nice little mixture. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, uh, just to uh, wrap up here, uh, what's next for you? What, what do you got coming up, and uh, what can we be on the lookout for? Well, I'm gonna tell you what, man. Um, the single with me and Mercules drops this Friday on all of your DSPs, you know, all your streaming platforms. Yes, sir. Um, the video is already out on YouTube. You know, Blind Fury TV is where you get that. Um, you know, make sure you follow all the socials. I'm sure you can tag those up there, you know, when you do it. Yeah, Blind most underscore definitely. Fury underscore TV, all that shit. Um, I can't really tell you what's coming up next, man, because I don't know from day to day, man. Who the fuck knows? Right. Yeah, life's spontaneous. Well, with that, uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate Troy, and I appreciate y'all giving me the time and uh, y'all just uh, showing some love to the podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate you for the lyrical video, too. You're fucking awesome, all right? Hey, no problem, man. Anytime. Appreciate you. You too, man. That'll do it for another episode of Start a Business, Mind Your Own. Be sure to rate the podcast and leave a comment. Your feedback helps improve our content and make sure even more people hear the show.